Hello, I'm Dave Brisky, and welcome to this episode of Brisky Business. Once again, thank you for making me part of your day. I've really enjoyed uh, speaking to you each week. And keep writing me, please, briskybusiness at ntvusa.com, and I'll keep styling the program after your interests. I have had some amazing guests on this program, and the feedback you know, I've received regarding the guests has been uh, and really encouraged me to bring on more people and more uh uh, diversified uh, businesses that people are involved with and you are going to love today's guest uh, because we've never really had uh, someone in this area of in line of work before. If you missed any of the episodes, just go find me on the NTV USA app and you can find all the past episodes there. As you all know, the uh, premise of the program is broken into four segments. It's Brisk Business Basics, which are the foundational business principles. Brisk Buyer Bail, all about the decision process. Brisk Bulls and Bears, Public markets, and of course, brisk, best, and brightest, and uh, which is mentorship. And really, the whole program is about mentorship. So let's do this, as today I'm excited to have a really cool and very, very special guest on my program. This gentleman was born in 1961 in Camagüey, Cuba. He grew up in the Hialeah area, which is kind of cool because we're filming right here from Hialeah. That's where we come to you live every week. This gentleman played in the city's parks as a young man, uh, studying in the public school and he really, really served his community and ultimately became a police officer. And I have a huge, huge, huge heart for our first responders, so I certainly appreciate him for that. At the Hialeah Police Department, for over 20 years, he ultimately retired from the police department as commander. He served in the city of Hialeah as a council member beginning in 05, and then he was elected by his peers to the city council in 2007 to serve as council vice president and in 2009, he served as council president, a leadership position that he held until he was appointed mayor. We may get into that a little bit as well of the city of Hialeah in May 23 of 11. In November 15th, though, this gentleman was elected by the citizens of Hialeah to continue serving as their mayor, and he was reelected as mayor in uh, 2013 and once again in 2017. So obviously a man of the people. It is my sincere pleasure to introduce Mayor Carlos Hernandez, the mayor of the city of Hialeah, to Brisky Business. Welcome to the program, Carlos. Thank you, Dave, for having me here. And it's, it's really an honor because usually, um, usually I'm invited to political shows talking about political issues. So it's great to come here and talk a little bit more about the broader uh, areas that usually I don't talk about. So thank you for having me on your program. Uh, I think it's going to be a great, and I love your background. And so every program, I usually say, take a deep breath, and we're going to start with a cup of our favorite coffee. But in your case, I have to go with this little bit smaller cup. And I know this is somewhat of a, a plug for us, but, you know, Cafe La Rica is the official cafecito of the city of Hialeah, isn't it? It is. And let me tell you what, if you are the official cafecito of the city of Hialeah, and you know the city of Hialeah, you got to be the best. So, yeah, highly recommend it. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I know that is true. And there is a saying on this uh, cup that's probably a bit appropriate for what we're all going through. It says, just when the caterpillar thought the world was over, it became a butterfly. And I am uh, sincerely hoping that in this, uh, in this time of a global pandemic that we can get to a, a butterfly world very, very soon. And I'm interested to hear, you know, probably some of the challenges you've dealt with as the mayor. So salute to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. 
So as you know, the first segment is brisk business basics, and we get to those basic business principles. And I know you have a lot to offer. You've pivoted several times in your life in different areas. Obviously, a major pivot from your early career to the police department all the way to commander and then ultimately becoming the mayor. So I'm very, very impressed with your story. And we've never had someone with your back quite like your background. So I think our, our listeners are going to find it very, very intriguing. So tell us, though, take us back to those early days and kind of maybe what advice you might be able to give, you know, those folks out there looking for some guidance uh, in those ways of business basics. Yeah, well, you know what, uh, again, just like everybody else, I graduated from high school, I started uh, attending college. And, and at the time, I was actually working uh, part-time at a radio station, a local radio station. And actually, I started studying radio and television broadcasting. Um, and while that was going on, by luck, um, a, a neighbor of my parents, uh, their daughter was dating a police lieutenant from the city of Hialeah. Uh, you know, I was like 21 years old, training, going to school. And, you know, he looked at me and said, man, you know, you 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 do well being a police officer. And at that time, I really had no idea about being a police officer. So now I'm going to school. You know, I'm doing this. And he goes, well, you know, the police departments will, will pay you. will pay your school um, with your graduation. I said, that's a great deal. So that opened my, my eyes. I, I went and applied. I was hired, accepted. I went to a police academy. Um, and again, I became a police officer. I continued going to school. I did change my major, which is a big thing, uh, to public administration. And I'm glad I made that move because I think that became very important later in life. Um, but you know what? Uh, when I became a cop at the beginning, it was going to be a short-term thing. And, you know, it became a career. I mean, I went from being a, a patrolman on the street, actually worked uh, undercover, then got promoted to sergeant, uh, worked the streets, uh, worked as public information officer for the police department, became a lieutenant, and, and went up the rank to commander. So, you know, something that was going to be short-term to, to just – go to school uh, became a full-time, a long career, one that I'm so grateful because I think, like you said, um, you know, public, uh, the public service, especially law enforcement and fire, fire uh, uh, fighters, you know, special breed, and I was very happy to be part of that. Um, I know we lived in a very complicated world, but thank God for those first uh, responders because without them, we'd be in real, real deep trouble. Uh, but um, so, yeah, so my education was that. And I'm very happy that I went to public administration because while being in law enforcement, I saw the importance of elected officials and how important their decisions were, not only, um, you know, how it impacted everybody. So I, um, you know, upon having an opportunity to retire, um, you know, I decided I was going to run for public office. As you stated, I was elected in 2005 to the council. And uh, in 2011, I became the mayor of the city of Hialeah, which is the sixth largest city in the state of florida and one of the things that that i have here in the city or we have in the cities i'm actually a strong mayor and for people who don't know what that term means is strong mayors are actually also the administrator of the city there are many cities where you have an elected official be the mayor but they have a city manager i happen to carry both hats as a city manager and the political head of the city so it's very challenging because i actually oversee 22 departments 22 department heads and I oversee a budget of $364 million. Wow, that is unbelievable. Huge success of, I, I have to believe that you know, sometimes young people don't realize the past we get on and the experience we can draw for them, what they can set us up for. I have to believe, though, even though you maybe didn't anticipate it, that those years as a policeman had to really set you up for success in public office. 
Oh, no, absolutely. Actually, um, you know, one of the things that made it very easy for me to make that transaction was the, the my experience um, in the police department because I was forced to understand how local government worked, how important local government decisions were. And uh, the higher I went up the ranks, the more I got to work closer to the elected officials. And uh, so that experience, I mean, I think every experience that you get in life, you can use for something else. You know, I've met many uh, really top administrators. Uh, and once you're a business administrator, it really doesn't matter the business. It can be selling nuts uh, and bolts, or it could be selling records, it doesn't matter. Once you have those basic principles, it's applying those basic principles to whatever the product is. So that's why sometimes you see on TV where you had uh, the CEO of, uh, I don't know, some company that sold airplane parts, and he's the CEO of an office supply uh, business. It really principles are principles, and, and, and the right decisions are the right decisions, regardless of what kind of business you're in. Yeah, I, I really do appreciate that thought process because you're right. If we get those basics down, then we're really good. What do you what basics do you think might be lacking in the younger population right now as they come out in these difficult times? What do you think are those basics that they need, let alone lacking, to rise up like you did uh, in your career? I think times have changed. I mean, let me tell you, when I, uh, you know, when I got out of high school, uh, most people, a lot of people would just do well with the high school. Many others like me will go get a bachelor's degree. And I knew very few people had a master's degree. So I think at that time, education or, or going to, um, you know, to school was very important. Well, today, a lot of these young people are graduating with master's, with bachelor's. I think, I think today a bachelor's almost equal to high school uh, diploma back when, 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 you know, 1979 when I graduated to high school. So I think school-wise or education-wise, it's very competitive. And I think what makes the difference, I can tell you, at least when I speak to somebody that's trying to hire a young person, is what else do they bring to the table? Uh, what other experiences? And a lot of these you can do with, you know, internship, um, you know, uh, volunteer your time. But I think I think that is what what really sets people apart. And another very important thing too, Dave, and we have it here, is communication skills. I'm seeing a lot of young people today, and I know that we're a text world and all this thing, but I see a lot of young people losing that communication skills. And at the end of the day, I think that's one of the most important skills that we can ever have is communicating, being able to look people in the eye, be able to, to explain our, our, our thoughts in a, in a very clear way. And I think texting and stuff like that has taken away a little bit of that because I even see it with my kids. Yeah, I, I think we all see that and we think it's very unfortunate because there's nothing like a verbal connection versus the words that kind of get lost in translation. I think we've got about a minute left to this segment and I knew it was going to go by quick with a guy like you. But I'd like you to speak to this and, and speak from the heart. And I know you're a guy that does in, in 45 seconds. What do you think it's like for our uh, police departments right now, the way the world has kind of shaped? I, I'm, I'm sure you'd like to speak to them for their hard work. I know I do. You know, I think there's a lot of confusion out there. Uh, I think that training is very important. And I, I'll be honest, police departments need more training. But, uh, you know, when I hear people talking about defunding police departments, uh, I'm totally opposed to that because, again, um, that's our first or our last line of defense. And I think there's a lot that needs to be talked about that has not been spoken. And maybe we can talk a whole show about this. But I think training is important. I think the right regulations are important. I think community policing is important. And all these things are important. I think we can all come to an agreement if we take all the quick politics out and the extremes. And I think everybody wants the same thing. 
and that is that we want to live in, in a peaceful community and get along with each other and help each other. We're going to tee it up for Carlos right here, talking about the decision-making process. You can imagine, or I can only imagine, the mayor of a city the size of uh, Hialeah, uh, and then the administrative role he's also playing there. He's making buyer bail decisions every day. So, Carlos, why don't you walk us through your decision-making process that you do there? You know, earlier you mentioned about uh, you know bringing things from other careers, and I think I think my management style definitely comes from law enforcement. Um, and I'm a firm believer, and I run the city uh, just like I did when I was uh, commanding the police department. I'm a firm believer in situational management. Um, every situation is different. Um, every employee is different. Every one of my 22 department heads are different. Um, so I think, to me, situational management is one of the secrets to my success. Uh, you just can't handle everything the same way. Um, you know, and there's situations where you have time, and time is always very important, time to make a decision where you can have input from all those people you respect. Um, yes, you're gonna make the final decision, but you have time to make those decisions. And then there's times when you gotta make decisions immediately, and you're the one that's had to make that decision. And my philosophy is, as long as I've used all my energy, all my experience, and make the best decision at the time for everybody involved, that is the best decision. And maybe later on, you can say, oh my God, I could have done something better, but as, you can never really go back. As long as you made the best decision um, with the best intentions and using all that experience, and this could be either, again, one that you have more time or one that you have to do immediately, um, that situation is gonna determine um, you know, how you're going to act and the, and, and the decisions you're going to make. But I'm definitely a firm believer in situational management. Again, even my department heads with employees, not everybody's the same. Some people need uh, more guidance. Some people need less guidance. It, it's, it's all where they're at at that readiness level. You know, some people need to be uh, disciplined. And some people need a pat on the back. And you need to know how to motivate all the members of your organization from the top to bottom, because again, uh, the weakest link can be anywhere in your organization. I'm a firm believer in organizational management. You know what? I, I really think that's powerful. No one's ever said that, but it makes so much sense, right? And especially in your case, you know, maybe you have some decisions that have a longer timeline and some's maybe instant. And I love that word situational manager. Uh, I think that's something everyone can uh, can think about and make sure that they, uh, they maybe implement into their uh, decision-making process. So how do you go about building your team there? I mean, tell me about that a little bit. I think that's a secret of great leadership. Uh, you know, you really want to get people that are better than you at their departments or, the, or wherever it is. You want somebody who knows more about you in in the police department, somebody who knows more about you in, in, in the public works department. You want to get the best people and surround yourself with the best people. You know, one of the biggest uh, weakness that a leader can have is feel, and I, I think that's called insecurity more than anything else, if you feel you need to be better than the people around you. Well, if I'm better than all the people around me, I don't really need anybody. I want to find the best people at their task, okay, to make me, help me make the best decision. 90% of the time, I'm going to listen, or maybe even 95% of times, I'm going to listen to that department head and go his way. Because if he's working for me, it's because he's earned my respect, I've earned his, and we work as a team. So to me, uh, teamwork is finding the best people that you can, um, and, and again, sometimes it's, it's growing from the bottom up, but always finding 
the best people and, and, and give them an opportunity. And also very important is listen to what they have to say because also, you know, if you're not listening to your team members, eventually they might get tired and go, you know what, he's not listening, and they'll stop really trying to help you. So you got to work with them, listen to them, and find the best people you can. You know, you made a pretty big pivot from the police department, obviously, into this, uh, into this role. Were any uh, relationships that you had in the police department, were any of them able to kind of come over to what you're doing now and be a part of your team? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, our chief right now, uh, Chief Sergio Velasquez, actually, um, and that's a funny story. I mean, you know, I was a sergeant when he was an officer. I was a lieutenant. He was a sergeant. Uh, I was a commander, he was a lieutenant. And this is a guy that actually had come from New York City. He had been a police officer in New York City. And man, this guy always found him to be so complete. This was the kind of guy that you would tell him something and you didn't have to say it again. Sometimes he would find solutions to problems and then bring him to you. And you know what? Uh, the moment I became mayor, uh, that's the guy I wanted to be my chief. And as, as soon as I could, I made him my chief of police. And, and you know what, he's got my, because knowing him from so many years and knowing the kind of leader he was, even at that rank from sergeant up, um, you know, it's been a pleasure to work with him. And he's the kind of guy that, again, 99% of the time I'm gonna listen to his advice, even though I spent a lot of time and at one time I was his superior. Well, no, now he's mine when it comes to police matters <laughs> and I'm gonna listen to Sergio. He's been there 30 some years. And, and again, that's the kind of thing that, that you wanna bring with you uh, in some occasions with a police chief, I was able to do that. That's fantastic. You know, I have a saying, you know, people have asked, you know, if I've, you know, where I've had success and what some of the keys were that in business. And to me, we're still having a business conversation in running a city, right? The principles are the same. And I always say this, find people you love to do business with and do more business with them. And it sounds that's exactly what you did with your chief. <laughs> and listen, good point. Uh, I'm one of those, you know, people, that I run the city like a business, right? The citizens are the shareholders, you know? I'm a CEO, and and it's my job to to use you know uh, to make this the best company possible. You know, one of the things that I always talk about when I became mayor was I don't want to measure the city of Hialeah with other cities. I want to measure the city of Hialeah not only with other cities but with the private sector. What would happen if somebody in the private sector opened the same business we do across the street? I need to compete with those people. So I've always been also a firm believer. That uh, you know, and in cities, sometimes you, you hear the term, well, that's the way it's always been done. And I think in business, you hear that too. And those are businesses that die, that eventually die, quickly die. So now, okay, so that's the way it's always been done. That's great. There's got to be a better way. So I'm always uh, looking for better ways, always demanding for my department head, see if they can find a better way, more efficient uh, um, way to do things. Because we do a service. This is a business. It's just that it's funded by uh, by the citizens but it's no different than a private company. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Are there any things that you can give tips to people listening out there that people should absolutely avoid during the decision-making process? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, do not make decisions, uh, emotional decisions, especially when you're upset. All right? um, you know, my philosophy is, and, and I get upset. I'm human like everybody else. You know, if I am in a situation where I get upset, Believe me, I've learned the hard way you don't make a decision. You go ahead and you take a break. You take days to think about the decision. But I think I think any bad decisions that I've made that later on I have I have uh, uh, felt bad about was made at a moment of I'm upset. Uh, I'm going to do this. So if I can give everybody a tip, any anybody a tip here who who's going to be in a leadership role, 
business, whatever it is, never, ever make a decision when you're upset. Uh, don't ever make a decision either when you're very extremely happy either. Keep the emotions out of decisions and make sure you use the intellectual, our intellectual powers to make the best decision of available that is fantastic fantastic advice and so we got about a minute less um in, in the segment and i'd like to ask you if you ever have had any regrets in your decision process that you've made a decision and regretted listen i, I mean it'll take me a little while i am sure no not one okay i've made many mistakes <laughs> that later on uh you're gonna go on me but you know what if at that time and i think i mentioned that a little bit earlier at the time of making that decision you made the best decision with the information you had available at that time, with the right intent, with the right advice. You know what? At that moment, you did what was correct. If it later on turned that you could turn out that you could have made a better decision or not, learn from it. The past is done. Learn from it and don't let it happen again. And again, that goes back to making a decision when you're not, when you're not, you know, you're doing it from emotional, from an emotional point. Learn from that. And I think I've learned that the hard way. And I think we're all going to have to learn that the hard way. I don't think anybody's going to look at us now or listen to us and go, you know what? I'm going to practice that. I think something from experience, but the earlier you learn it, the better of a leader uh, you're going to be. Man, we are getting all types of tips and tidbits from the mayor of the city of Hialeah. Carlos is killing it today on the program. Carlos, I really appreciate your insight, and you just talked right off the cuff, but it comes with such wisdom. And I always say, you know, where does wisdom come from? From screwing up a lot. So, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> so you're probably on that same boat with me. You know, we're, we're, we're making mistakes and learning from them. You know, we're going to wrap up uh, this segment of Brisk's Buyer Bail, and we're going to be right back with uh, Carlos Hernandez on Brisk's Bulls and Bears, the next segment. Let's, after a word from our sponsor. Thank you.